you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. All right, we don't ask for much for our listeners, but we do want help for all the people affected by the California wildfires. Help us out by visiting redcross.org or text CA Wildfires, that's C A W I L D F I R E S, to 9099. You give $10 to the American Red Cross California Wildfire Relief. Thank you. The Around the NFL Podcast kills it at Trivia Night. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. My name is Dan Hanses, joined in a room filled with heroes, Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What is up, boys? Hey, Dan. That's actually a good point. I feel like if we ever did this, right now it's 25 camps, 25 locations. What's a good point? If we all came together as a foursome and went to uh, the local trivia night down at uh, the Motor, is that what it's called again? The, the garage? garage. The garage. And we uh, only been there like seventy four <laughs> times. We pulled the we pulled the intellect of the four of us. Perhaps we would win. I think we might. We kind of cover all the bases. I cover Mo- different bases. Most places, but not the garage. That is a very crowded field of trivia minds in that. On that trivia night. I've been on a couple teams that came close in that room. And yeah, I, but you I didn't win. Not, I would not count us out is what I'm saying. There's also like five other taverns within walking distance that have trivia nights. Those taverns we can dominate. That's the that's that's big fish, small pond, though. Right. We're going to do it. Let's do it. Who's in? I'd be. I'd, it's totally not a hard in. sell. I think you can't go in with nine or ten drinks and you got to go in. You know, cognizant. Greg. We need to. Nah, di- I don't want to do that. We need to d- diversify. I mean, you asked. Yeah, I mean, even when I did have all the time in the world, I was not looking to spend it at trivia night with a bunch of jamokes. All right, there you go. Very on brand. Uh, big show coming up. Today. I mean, why can't the four of us just go out and enjoy each other? That seems like more uh, more fun to me. Dan is trying to stress sort of game. the option of a group activity, maybe achieving something together. That would be enjoying each other. Yeah, that would be fun, maybe. Just saying, there's only so much time left on this earth. How much do you want to spend it at trivia night? What? A lot. I mean, come on. Everyone has to get the guy to do it. Right. I don't want to spend it, you know, at Mitski concerts, whatever. (laughs) Right, exactly. We all have our own. We all have our own. (laughs) Well, I tried. All right. Well, the three of us will go. We'll text you, and we'll send a photo and tell you how it went. Uh, <laughs> Mitski concert. Well, have fun, guys. Uh, oh, do you want to jump in? Oh, no, I yeah. don't. No. Yeah, no, she's going with we me. Need to the, you. She's going with me to the Mitski concert. She's just coming back around. All right, big show coming up today. Um, <laughs> teams Mark hates. In fact, I will. I will. Uh, I will add a word there. Good teams. Mark hates. Or I could. I could even add a yeah, few, which is more like teams. Mark hates, but we don't understand why. That's a lot of words. Yeah, but that's kind of hitting at it. Because you because you hate even more teams, but these are the ones that confound us that you hate. I like to call it the latest things on Mark's radar. That's okay. awesome. That's- See, all these things are accurate. <laughs> Mark, do you agree with all these? Stations? I think you're getting closer and closer with each retitling of the segment. <laughs> 
Uh, also, uh, we are going to hit the TNF preview. We've had a, a series of dogs, um, bad games on Thursday night, but maybe the streak ends uh, on Thursday night in Seattle. Packers, Seahawks, two, two evenly matched teams, and I feel like we're going to get a good one. I feel good about this, Greg. I, I Every time these two teams play in Seattle, it's a good one. All right. And, Except for that uh, opener you went to. I don't really remember. That was a one-sided blowout of a for the defending down. champions, but uh, still – you know, too high. You know, whenever Aaron Rodgers is in Seattle and the crowd's going nuts, fun. Well, not according to Mark. We'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to it. <laughs> uh, also, if we have time, we're going to hit up the mailbag. But before we do that, let's start the way we always do with some news. Mayfield detrás de centro. Va a venir la entrega para el novato. Corre por el centro. Hay un hueco. Está en la 20. Nick Chubb todavía de pie. 30. Nick Chubb. 25. 40. 50. Nick Chubb. Hasta la vista, baby. Nick Chubb. Touchdown. Sí, señor. El novato con la corrida más larga de la temporada. Tremendo hueco por la derecha. Y le dice adiós a los Falcons. All right. That's it. Nice, nice work. Though. That's okay. We have the Monday Night Football crew. <laughs> we would, you know, we should um, clip that off. By the way, add it to in the running for top calls of the year. That's mm. a great idea, Dan. The Spanish broadcast calling Nick Chubb's ninety-two uh, yard, two-yard touchdown, longest play run. of the from scrimmage all year by any team. Can we get that broadcast on Monday Night Football? I think uh, it's impossible. Telemundo. I think you have to move to another area of the world. <laughs> it might be worth it. All right, let's start uh, with – all right, so Nick Chubb running back on the rise. A running back completely out of play uh, for this year, and we won't see him again until 2019, is Le'Veon Bell because the months-long saga around whether Bell will uh, report to the Steelers is no more. The deadline on Tuesday came and went. He did not sign his franchise tender, uh, which means he forgoes the full $14.45 million and I like this is a new this has been a, an annoyingly reported um, story uh, all along. Yes. And the most recent one was and two hundred thousand dollars in benefits. All right. Well, we got, you know, fourteen point five four or five million. That's enough. That's fine. Just tell us that eight quarters falling out of his pocket. Exactly. Uh, so he, he, he kicks that money uh, for whatever reason. He has his reasons and he's deciding don't touch me. Kevin Colbert. Uh, the GM of the Steelers issued a statement. I want to confirm that Lev Bell did not sign his franchise tender today, and as a result, he won't play this season. Uh, the Steelers, Greg, still have some semblance of leverage when it comes to player. It's not like this totally uh, cuts ties between the two sides, but this has to be the end, right? It sure sounds like the Steelers are happy to let him go and test the free agent market without making any real effort, even though that. There's some talk that the relationship is fine, and who knows? They might even make some sort of offer like they did going into this season, which which was aggressive. They did not seem to want Bell to show up this season, and at least by the time they got to mid-October, this was the result they were hoping for, which is amazing to think about when you think that Bell has you know, averaged over 1,800 yards from scrimmage over the last two years. Well, I know finger-wagging football Twitter has decided nobody's allowed to have an opinion on Le'Veon Bell's actions. But this seems like one of the most futile holdouts I've seen in sports. Mm. He claims to be doing it to help other non-quarterbacks. I don't see how it helps anyone, including Le'Veon Bell. On the other hand, I understand it's important to have principles, taking a stand on things that are more important than money. I've done that in my life, so I totally get it. Go follow your own path. 
I'm fine with him doing what he wants. What what when the story turns tedious because it's been going on forever at this point is when you're getting bullied by sports writers on Twitter to don't don't have anything to say about no, Levy you on have, you're not allowed to. Anything. This is his business. But from a football standpoint, I know there's going to be two or three teams. I don't think it's going to be six to eight or ten. It's I think it's going to be a handful of teams that are going to be willing to potentially give Le'Veon Bell a massive contract. The Jets have been talked about as one of these teams. I don't. I, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, all these guys that are drafted and give you a low James Connor. cost James Conner option, this very oh. successful option running back. Do you really want to go pay Le'Veon Bell this massive amount of money that he's demanding? You can make you can make the case that the holdout achieved the exact opposite because all it did was show that the Steelers were probably right not to give this guy uh, entering his late 20s a huge contract when you can always look inside in-house, find the young guy that's cheap that can give you the same production. Greg, you could say that this is the opposite of what Le- Bell was trying to do. I I don't know if I go if I'd go that far. I don't think he's happy. It, he wouldn't have looked to be out for the season to begin with. So yeah, James Conner doing well. Heard did it. say that last year. Like, that he yeah, was willing he to did do say it. he was not playing under the tag and he's not going to play in the season if it's under the tag. And so he stuck with that. I still think he's going to get paid well. I still think it's not a disastrous move in his career, and he has a long time moving forward. And I do think he's still a really special player who deserves a lot of money, and people don't need to be so dogmatic about this position deserves money and this position doesn't. It's like Tremaine Johnson was the most paid player in free agency. What a match. Because of the franchise tag. Partly, yeah, because it raised. Mostly. What do you mean? He 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 got paid because of the franchise tag. But he was a, two years an, in a row. He was an unrestricted free agent, and the Jets decided to pay him a huge amount of guaranteed money because after that, he had gotten more that, than he would would have gotten on the open market from the franchise tag. I guess, but that shouldn't really, if anything, that makes Le'Veon Bell's you know floor even higher for him because he's just gotten paid a lot under these two franchise. Someone's going to pay him. I'm just saying, right. from a team building perspective, I trust the Steelers because the Steelers have been one of the best team builder operations around. And if they decide not to pay Le'Veon Bell this huge contract... But they did. I mean, they, they offered paid, him a long-term deal. Right. Todd Gurley got paid. David Johnson got paid. Le'Veon Bell will, too. Great players should get paid, and he's a great player. And a lot of players that aren't great in the NFL, like Nate Solder, get paid. So, okay, you can tell me that you he paid... He would have got paid had he accepted the Steelers' offer. Right, exactly. And, and he will in the end. My point is... Yes, everyone's saying don't, you know, there's some finger wagging, you can't have an opinion, but there's just as many people kind of on the other side that's just saying it's such a stupid thing, what a horrible mistake he made, like, or that we won't know if it's a good idea or not until we see the contract. And I don't really see it that way. I think he made the decision that he thought was right for him. It's not just about money because if it's, of course you, not. If you're just waiting to see if he's going to get a better contract and whether that makes up the money, that's not really the way he's looking at it. And I agree with Mark that I think from the Steelers side, I have no problem and it makes sense. Everything yeah. that did it, it's almost something where I don't think anyone made a crazy mistake. It just was a, a confluence of a lot of different events. Both coming parties together. seem fine with it. Right. That's, so that's what on. I mean. I wonder, and there's no way to know this, but I wonder if in 10, 20 years, Le'Veon Bell will get giving up almost $15 million in the prime of his athletic life to play football. But I'm not judging him. I'm just wondering if when he looks back it's on it. It's a lot of money. W- it will is. he regret it? It wasn't going to make him underpaid and to take that money. It was going to make him the highest paid running back in the NFL for two straight years. I, the the, the the 
career that he's had and the in the toll that he's taken, like taking a year off from getting slammed, you know, from other defenders. I don't know. No one knows what effect that's going to have, whether he thinks that's a positive in the end to take a year off of your career. Like if any, anyone negative, right. It could be a negative. It could be a positive to take a year off in the middle of his career. I don't know. Uh, I, I do like, though, that in all these situations, we always assume the player is going to come back. And this is one time where it's like, I guess there is another outcome. You know what I mean? Like, right. we, yes. we always just assume, well, this is going to eventually end. And no, kind of the not exception every, that proves not the every rule, time. because when's the, when's the next time someone's going to give up that much effing money? That's It's just amazing that it came to this. I'm old enough to remember Sean Gilbert doing it for about, what, two or three right. million? Right. That was like 15 Then he got traded for two number one draft picks. That's a different time in the NFL. He'll get paid. Maybe there won't be a ton of teams. Like the Jets, as an example, they'll back up the Brinks truck. The Bell. Jets are, for and what it's worth, the are. betting favorite. Well, let's uh, find out sign, who the general manager is. It's not worth much, March. but yeah, the, the Jets are the betting. Well, favorite. all this talk that like he won't be accepted into locker rooms and teammates. No I way. mean, come on, stop. And Vincent a- Jackson went to the Buccaneers and was held up as like one of the best community players they ever had after he had done that in San Diego. And the thing I think just that has been lost. I know he's a running back, but he's a guy that Chris talked about, and we all talked about in this podcast was unlike any running back we've we've practically ever seen. And he was one of the best running backs I think that we've seen in the last two decades. So it's like that and he had a great Steelers career. He sure did. Moving on, a uh, big change. Uh the NFL is taking great efforts to expand the sport beyond the United States. Uh and one of their showcase games this year in addition to the London series was their uh, game slated for Monday night in Mexico City at Estadio Azteca. It's not happening because the Chiefs and Rams um, over issues with the quality of the field and whether or not it was playable. It had been beaten up, bad weather, a Shakira concert, which I don't know if I, if I would I go see Shakira. Maybe she seems like she'd put on a good show. I'd, I'd go. It's beautiful, up beautiful woman, and talented. <laughs> And intelligent. Talented first, Greg. Why do we need? Why do you need to? I mean, I'm only aware of like why one of. Why do we need of, to go down that road? I'm only first. aware of one of her songs. That's not true. But we don't have time for that right now. Uh, you, you know at least three Shakira songs, I bet. And twins. That's not one. You got of them. the one with Wyclef. That yep. of course. Hips don't lie. The league announced Tuesday. <laughs> That's all I got. That uh, the Chiefs and Rams, two nine and one teams, a potential a Super Bowl preview, uh, will be playing at the L.A. Coliseum this upcoming Monday uh, because of the issue. Uh, with a playing surface, uh, this, uh, Mike Garofolo uh, of NFL Network reported earlier Tuesday that the league was monitoring the situation. We had some uh, players or uh, we had some reporting that uh, bubbling up about players saying they might sit out of the game. And that f- probably feels like a tipping point. Once the players were putting it out there that their safety was in danger, it kind of in some ways potentially forced the NFL's hand. So the game now goes from Mexico City to L.A. The one thing in the in the NFL never gets credit for things, but I think they did the right thing. Getting it out of Mexico City if their field wasn't good, as big of a pain in the ass that is for our poor friend Handsome Hank and everyone else that put in months of planning for this. Also, they smartly kept the LA Coliseum vacant for this week in the, in the event that this could something could happen, and that's exactly how it played out. That's so an NFL rule. I mean, with all the London games, too, that stadium has to be available if, ne- if needed. And it came in handy here. Egypt. You just think about, and these are such different events, but you just think about what an insane couple of weeks this is for the Rams organization. You know, 
more than 20 players were evacuated out of their house. They, they don't really have a home. A lot of the, and even more of the support staff, you know, we know that the PR director was evacuated from two different, two different places, his house, then, then the next place he went to a hotel with their family. One of the reasons, uh, when they went to Colorado this week, that was to prepare for the Mexico game at altitude. So the entire Rams organization is in Colorado this week preparing at altitude when now their game is actually in Los Angeles. And they took another plane of family members and support staff with them to Colorado because so many of them are outside of their home. And it's not that you know, there's a lot of people suffering because of these wildfires and everything in Los Angeles, but it's just like a wild, like couple of strange weeks for an NFL team to go through, or just not that they're not that their struggles are somehow comparable, but just it's a strange thing because there's nothing more logistically complicated than suddenly they're moving this home game to Los Angeles, and it's just a it's a cluster. Yeah, as you mentioned on our Twitter show. Yesterday, this is the last thing the NFL wanted. Years go into planning something like this. It's the showcase game of the season, one of the best regular season games we've had in years. This is the last thing they wanted, and kudos to the NFL for putting player safety ahead of anything else. The one thing, I mean, it, to have this game at a neutral site gave it more of almost of a Super Bowl feel because yeah. you would have had a real mixed crowd, and this this completely changes that. It's an obvious competitive advantage for the Rams to play back at home. I do like that the Rams are giving a major amount of tickets to first responders from all those fires, and they're using the—they're not using this as some sort of cash grab. They're using it the right way. Good for them. Yeah, I, I do. Uh... And good for Greg, who owes me a sandwich off of this. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Um, Greg, Mark, you said that your your prop paid off here. I would what like was to, your prop? It was, so this is from the preseason. Why don't we do? Does sandwich. someone have what the thing was? Weather is 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 listed, right? I'll do I'll do you one better. I really okay. do believe this is going to happen. There's a lot of issues in the states. Um, some of them are natural. Some of them are man-made. We will find out. At least one NFL game will be relocated to another city this season. Okay. This has happened before. One game. Okay. Due to either inclement weather. And that doesn't mean uh, a, a light shower. That means something large. Um, a natural disaster type issue, also large. Or massive civic unrest. Okay, so I got way too specific there. But I will say that this statement from NFL Executive VP of International Affairs, Mark <laughs> Waller, until very recently, we had no major concerns but the combination of a difficult rainy season and a heavy multi-event calendar of events at the stadium have resulted in significant damage to the field that presents unnecessary risk to player safety. Rain is a major reason this field got junked up the way it did. It is a major reason. They had no concerns at all until a significant rainy season, a weather event, Altered the conditions of the field. I mean, but Shakira altered it more. You said this can't just be right. You literally said this can't just be like regular old rain. This needs to be a major weather event. And I it wasn't really well, a major weather Let's just listen event. to the very beginning again. Okay. I, I know okay. where you're going. I do believe this is going to happen. There's a lot of issues in the states. Um, some of them are in natural. In the states. All right. Have your way. I don't care. In the states. That's fine. I think you nailed it. You know, it's just like it's it it is not going to get past this crowd anyways. So I don't, don't want to act like a small town sheriff about this. I think you nailed the spirit of it. I mean, it's I'm fine. Our actually, sandwich props I'm about the spirit or getting it right. Getting it. I think you got it right. 
right. I mean, it, the, I'm I'm tempt I'm leaning towards just letting Mark have the sandwich. Difficult but, rainy season. No, uh, you know the, what? I'm just going to do a bunch of props from here on out about guaranteed money. <laughs> Player X will make more guaranteed <laughs> but, money but than here's some the thing. other. Here's the thing: clown. You, you said it's going to be weather, natural disaster, massive unrest. There's no way that that's not why it's moving. It's because they didn't take care of the stadium at, at all. Difficult rainy had a bunch, season. But it was mostly because Shakira and they combined they with the they didn't, and say, they, had a, they didn't say it's mostly because of Shakira. And they had a ton of soccer soccer <laughs> events and all this other. And stuff. Mexico City is not in the United States. Well, that too. Those two things. Combined. I will not take the sandwich, but I find it absurd. But well, we don't really even at this point we haven't exchanged sandwiches. It is highly absurd. Let's move on. Uh, we Mark, maybe we could talk about this more. I would rather not. All right, the Bills say goodbye to Terrell Pryor. I think we're going to lose Mark for the rest of the episode now. <laughs> you can have the sandwich. I don't want it. Like, it makes no sandwich. sense to take it at take this point sandwich. because it's just – it makes no sense. If we can have you back, we'll give you the sandwich. I am – I have I – have, You got this it. This is my job. I have to you sit got the here baker as one. Oh, my God. You got the baker one. You got this. Oh. I am just going to it's essentially – We'll let you I'm going to mail in the sandwich props so hardcore from here on you out. They're going to be so vague and so soft. You bend the language oh. to whatever you want it to be. You'll win every prop. So congratulations. I have a new w. strategy now. <laughs> Let's move on. The, the Buffalo Bills on Tuesday waived wide receiver Terrell Pryor after just two weeks with the team. Pryor is 29 now. This could be we're getting near the end of the road now for this guy. Played two games for the Bills after signing a one-year deal. Uh, I barely – I forgot he was on the team. He The Bills destroyed my team, and I didn't remember seeing him on the field. <laughs> in a game in which the Bills went off on offense, so that tells you a lot. And uh, He played starter snaps. That's yeah. it. I mean, come on. I mean, yeah. it doesn't even uh, make an impact. And here's the thing. I will say this about Terrell Pryor, and, Mark, you saw it in Cleveland. Uh, the Redskins, he was never healthy. But he was able to gain some separation in his time with the Jets. He had some touchdowns at the Jets. He can play. So, once again, there's something missing here. Why was he jettisoned almost immediately when the guy can play a little bit? Well, this is overdue, but we used to have a segment, I think Mark inspired, where we would shoot news uh, makers in a can- out of a cannon yes. off the show permanently. Is it time? It's This is enough for Terrell Pryor. Why are we yep, still it's going time. over this? It's- <laughs> Goodbye, Terrell. Wow. Here you go. But as a send-off to Terrell, I will say that, um, you know, I had the theory that he comes in and cleans up locker rooms. I did because I was on. Bills are going to make the playoffs. Radar. This was on my radar. Well, what happened? Their last game before he got cut, they stomped on his former team. <laughs> uh, I got the locker room audio of the, it, right after he was signed. What happened in the locker room? Let's listen to this. All right. People who really want to have a good time won't come to a slaughterhouse, and we've got entirely too many troublemakers here. Too many uh, forty-year-old adolescents, felons, power drinkers and trustees of modern chemistry. It's going to change. Sounds like our London trip. <laughs> so there he is. He cleans up another locker room. I mean, he's put his fingerprints all over two of the worst teams in the AFC. I mean, he's job accomplished. Do I need to see Roadhouse? Uh, you have to see Roadhouse. I think you would appreciate it. I actually think you would. Uh, he came in there. He told the Bills, get your act together. After a 41-10 team, he's That's back on the road. He's in his Mercedes. And he's driving to the next slaughterhouse. He galvanized the troops. Were they using him for jet-specific information? Because Ooh. that would explain a potential. very surprising rump. That's p- that's potential. Although, judging off what we're hearing about Terrell Pryor, was he paying attention when he was on the Jets? Fair I question. don't know. Uh, let's move on the Cleveland Browns are coming off uh, their uh, best win of the season. 
however, they're doing it with an interim coach, uh, Greg Williams, uh, and John Dorsey, the general manager. His job is to figure out who is the next guy, who is going to be the in a full capacity. Uh, take this as you will, but he is keeping Greg Williams in mind, at least publicly. He said uh, when asked if the list includes Greg Williams, uh, Dorsey responded, I think he deserves that. And um, there's not too much to make of that, but it does get back to uh, what a huge decision, Mark, this is coming up for the Browns. But just don't hire Greg Williams. I mean, I'd be kind of shocked if the answer was anything other than a very keep the peace. Yes, he'll get an interview because every interim coach, for the most part, is thrown into the interview cycle, and then usually, almost always, quickly. Has there ever been an interim coach who didn't get an interview right, after the season? Right, and I and I listen. I don't I'm think not sure that, Joe Vitt has ever. Well, that was a that was a different type. Joe of Vitt had a couple different uh, interim. But Dan Campbell jobs. Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell did. I remember. Yes. Yeah, they did good. give him an interview. Campbell got pop. Greg Williams will never be the head coach of this team, but I I I do think that the one thing I've heard a few times is that their that their practices when when Hugh Jackson went to the Senior Bowl and it was described as some of the worst practices the Senior Bowls ever had. They were disorganized and a big mess, which was a red flag to me. They have talked about, and I don't even know, what does this even mean? We don't even know on the outside, but their practices have been much more organized and much more focused, and the players have in, gotten more out of them. So it's just to go to, to, from here to the end of the year, I'd rather have that than what was going on before. Finally in the news, um, Joe Flacco has a hip injury that seems troublesome. Uh, it seems like something that could shelve the quarterback for an extended amount of time. He's not practicing to start the week, and it seems a, like a possibility that he's going to miss time, maybe extended time, this injury. Is it at the end of the Joe Flacco era in Baltimore? We shall see. Uh, Robert Griffin III, who has really been a uh, off-the-radar uh, in the NFL for a couple of years now, there's a chance he even starts, Greg, uh, the next uh, in the next week or so. Or even on Sunday? Is that in play? That is very much wow. in play. And Lamar Jackson was, you know, when this story first popped up during the Ravens' bye week, the thought was immediately, okay, it's, it's time to fly with Lamar Jackson. We're going to see what happens. But the Athletic reported on, on Wednesday that the Ravens have been mentioning RG3 as – as a possible starter. And so we don't know if they're just trying to keep it vague so that, you know, their opponents can't prepare. But when this Flacco story first popped up, I got to admit, I, my, my antenna was up. It just seemed a little, it seemed a little strange and convenient that suddenly Flacco has this injury that came out of nowhere right during the bye week. I don't know. It just, I thought something's going, going on. Something's well, going on. Yeah, what's going on is I don't know. He, what's going on is he's injured and their coach says, if he can play, he's going to be out there. Normally, if you're, tr- normally if you're just trying to push push him away, you're not going to say yes. If he's capable of playing in any way, he's going to be But is it something that he's center. been playing through, and they're just like, "Look, Joe, you need to get this, you need to get this ready, you need to get this right before what? you play again, because you're playing through it, and and it's not helping us." And in and mind, you kind hey, of suck. We, right, and in their mind, it's like, "Hey, we have our bye week. We're at four and five. This is our last." Stan, you know, maybe it's just the Anything right time to, to get RG3 in there. Well, <laughs> well here's my other thing. I thought you were going in a different direction. Okay. My antenna raised a little bit because I was like, why wouldn't the obvious move uh, be to put in the number one pick? Well, I, I'm with you. Is, they, I, does I that think mean they're a little worried about his progress? In, same reason at the end of the preseason when they came out publicly and said, if something happens to Flacco, it will be RG3 under center, not Lamar Jackson. Well, I don't necessarily buy that RG3 
is this would be the starter Sunday. I, I first of all, I would kind of expect they would both be out there if RG three played, and we don't we don't know right now. It's it's competing reporting. Depending. I would just say you have rookie quarterbacks playing all over the league. That's a, that's a, why what's why not put Lamar Jackson in there here in late November and give him a shot. He's had plenty of weeks of practice and preparation. They're, they're trying for a playoff run. Right. And if he's not ready to run the offense, which is a lot well, different than taking a trick play every. So RG all I'd say, yeah, I would say is last time we saw RG three play a major role in a team, he was nothing special. It's not like they. Last have time something. we saw both of these quarterbacks play in the preseason, RG three was much better than Lamar Jackson, who didn't look like he could run the Ravens' offense. It's it's fascinating. Preseason, though. I mean, right. I mean, you either can run the offense or you can't. Well, it's also been two. It's been two months, so we don't know. Right, we how, don't know what's different. It is a fascinating moment, though, for John Harbaugh and just this Ravens staff, because you really do feel like if they don't make the playoffs, he's probably gone. And right. and he's keeping a good attitude. He did the whole like uh, Animal House. You know, was it over when Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Bit at his press Uncle conference. John. <laughs> press conference this week, and you know, so he's he's keeping a light tone, but it's it's big. It's tense uh, times. My, <laughs> Uh, Mike Francesa used to call that whistling past the graveyard. <laughs> That's I believe it. that was a song. There's a, I'm screaming Jay. I at, maybe it's just <laughs> m- the Patriots fan in me, but there is something about the Ravens that I f- I f- I sort of expect they will find a way that it's not over for them. And they have that they're gonna them. they're gonna be in the mix. It'll be over in, soon in week enough. seventeen or, or maybe it'll be yeah. over soon enough. Are they one of the teams on? I mean, we had this conversation about the Ravens every year. I, I, if I had to pick who gets that sixth seed, I think it's either I think it's either it's one of those AFC South teams or it's the Ravens. Those are the the favorites. If Wes, if what you're saying, uh, which makes sense, and you're basing it on where we when we saw these guys in action, um, that RG three is the better option, that makes sense. But if you're John Harbaugh and you kind of need a hail mary to save your job a little bit, is RG three the the better solution, or do you throw this kid that's a fantastic talent? in the fire and see if he gets hot. Uh, I don't have enough information to say if that makes sense, but just logically it would feel like a, for a team that's fading, inject some energy and youth and see if something crazy. Who would scare you more if you were an opposing defense having to prepare? Well, Lamar I Jackson. think RG3. Lamar Jackson. Well, then they I are just dead. think there's a difference between running trick plays and running an offense, and I don't know which one of these guys is more ready, but what the Ravens, all, everything the Ravens have given us suggests to me that RG3 would be the guy. That's what's happening in the news. Okay, before we get to the TNF preview, uh, this is something that came up. We were watching Sunday Night Football. Just to pull back the curtain, we record the bulk of our Sunday night show uh, leading in as the Sunday night game kicks off. We usually finish the hour-long hour long taping around halftime, and then we, we stay in the studio together and we watch the rest of Sunday Night Football, and we use that time not only to watch the games, and converse, and, and, and Greg, to four guys hanging out. Spending some time. That's together. what you like. <laughs> we don't need trivia. Yeah, you don't need that. Trivia is trivial, is what you're saying. Uh, we also sometimes will talk about plans for the show, and and Mark was getting fired up about uh, the Packers, I believe. What was the game we were watching? I'm trying to f- remember the context of how we got into it. What was the Sunday I mean, we were watching Cowboys, Eagles. Cowboys. Eagles, Eagles Cowboys, okay. Uh, but anyway, the Packers came up, or the Rams came up, and there's, there's certain teams that really – Mark hates. They're on his radar. And and that's what we're going to talk about. These are teams that are in the mix, that are getting coverage, that are in the playoff fight. But Mark don't like them. So let's get going, Mark. What do you got? The Packers are the obvious starting point because I feel like the three of you 
adore the Packers, and you have your own reasons, and you can we can next time do the segment on why you love this team so much. I and this I think is it's a, the same segment. I think you say why you. It's don't probably like happening them, in this segment. I, I just it's this year especially. I don't understand why Packers teams, no matter what happens to them, they are viewed as like just send the train ticket straight to the NFC title game. Well, I'm not buying it this year. You're four four and one. You're one three and one against winning teams. You can't win on the road, and everyone's just waiting for Aaron Rodgers to save the day with a bunch of half milk toast parts around him. I'm not buying it. The Packers, to me, do this every year. You have not won a Super Bowl since 2010, and I do not need to to be part of this fantasy that just assumes they're <laughs> going to topple all these better teams in the NFC. But you don't will, like them when they're good, too. Whether they're good or bad, you don't like them. I also think that it's a <laughs> fan base that's had Uh-oh. excellent quarterback play for three-plus decades. That's right. And it's it, – I don't know. There's something about the whole thing. But like, I think I, I figured don't... out what this segment is. We let Mark explain why he's anger, angry about the team. Then we step in and we try to diagnose what really is the root cause of this. And I, I think you're hitting at it here. <laughs> the back-to-back Five Rogers thing has always annoyed Stuck in your crawl, Mark. I, it's just the whole experience. The, like, I love Aaron Rodgers. He's a great player. It's not. There's nothing <laughs> about. Second, but, but you, you don't. don't. There's, there's nothing about. That's the, not, I'm not critiquing his play. It's just this is just. this. Have you ever, like, when you were in school and every guy in class liked the same girl and you're just like, no, I'm not buying this one. Like, I do not need to be a huge Aaron Rodgers fan the way that other people are. I just don't find this team. I don't need this team on prime time as much as they are. I am an outlier here. They annoy me for some reason, and I am self, trying to self-diagnose it half the time myself. <laughs> I just don't buy the straw man NFC title game argument. Like, are we not supposed to cover any team unless they can make a title game? They, we've seen with this team, whenever Aaron Rodgers is healthy, they go to the playoffs, whether it's relax or run the table, and this team is no worse than those teams. Many, many well, I think the, they're yeah. going to relax all their way to 8-7-1. Here's their- the other thing. They lose in the playoffs when they shouldn't also. They go in with these stacked teams. I think this started for me when they had that 15-1 and campaign and got taken out by the Giants. Go handle your business. Well, so did the Patriots that year. Right, it happened. They they've had an inordinate amount. Patriots of are bad. not. Patriots don't stumble in big spots in general. That's not. They've how had I think an inordinate inordinate amount of bad playoff losses. But in their best seasons, where they finished off the best, they look terrible around week ten. So I don't I don't know if we can tell anything right now. There is an argument to be made, and I don't even think of the Packers as like one of my fa- five favorite teams. If I'm making a list, it's just that like Aaron Rodgers is, you know, maybe the best player I've ever seen, and what maybe. It's up there with the most fun players I've ever got to watch, so I like to watch most, them. The most I, captivating. Right, so I, so, so I like them. And so, yeah, I do root for him a little bit. You know bit. how you always said, Wes, you, you needed your women to have faults and flaws? Mm-hmm. He's too perfect for me. Like, I'd rather see him go through some stuff, and it's just like, I don't know. But he has. He's went through a lot. He's gone through a lot. There's an argument, though. Yeah, don't cry for me, Argentina. I, I, it's not been <laughs> through that much. Give me a break. I, I was thinking while, while the Packers were struggling with the Dolphins for a little bit watching that game. There is an argument to be made that non-Packers fans that are Rodgers fans, which I would consider you know, me, sure. Dan, and Wes, that we just like watching play. There's an argument to be made. You should almost root against them this year to finally get the stink of McCarthy off because I'm just – I want to see – I've been saying this for a few years. I want to see him with another coach, and only missing the playoffs might accomplish. They went halfway with Dom Capers. My, um, my final thought is that if I had to make a list of the top – 10 top 20 games in the last decade. 
whether it was a win or a loss for the Packers, they're probably on that list more than any other team. Yes. Yeah. I'm not saying this is logical on my games. part. All right, who else you got? <laughs> oh, the Rams. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Look at are they good? <laughs> yes, they are good. They're great. They're going to go right to the Super Bowl. But I, for me, it reminds <laughs> me go of when I was young. And at, you live on the East Coast, and the only game you get at the 4 p.m. slot was the Joe Montana or Steve Young Niners beating teams up 45 to 20 every week. And so the Rams are now the same thing. Every single week, Todd Gurley, 150 yards and two touchdowns. Oh, Jared Goff, you threw for three touchdowns and zero interceptions again. You win 12 games, 38 to 24. I mean, I'm telling you something. Are they good? Are they, are they a quality team? Yes. But, of course, here, because we live in L.A. and an NFL network is super cozied up to the Rams, we're going to be working inside their building in a couple of years. We have to sit here and lavish them with nonstop attention and love. And I like going right. to their games, too, and all this stuff. But how about go through some <laughs> yeah, adversity before it. I buy a second of this? this is, I, I want to see a team – Go through some ups and downs, and every Rams game is the same. I've covered like 12 of them <laughs> right. for the site. Counterpoint. Come on. First counterpoint, the last six Rams games, 38-31, loss that was tied 35-35 in the fourth quarter, and 36-31 win. Right. The, Let the, me ask you. The national the, narrative many... is actually the opposite of them. It's like why can't the Rams win by more than one score is what most people are asking. How many Rams games have you sat there and you're shivering thinking they're going to lose they if anything could pour on another 10 or 14 points and they could have lost games. either that's of the point they that's the there's one game like that which was the broncos uh-huh. they could have lost either of the seahawks games they could have lost the packers they happen to win them the vikings game we went to is a good example the vikings hung around there was not a single second that night when i thought uh oh minnesota's gonna win this thing not at all. It's like their defense has some issues, like a ton of defenses in the NFL. The Rams are constantly up here, and then they're giving up a little bit here, a little bit less, and they win these games by – they look closer than they are, I these don't scores. My, I don't buy that at all. I agree They've all been down to the saying. last possession. I agree with some of what you're saying, and I remember growing up having the same feeling about those juggernaut 49ers teams. It got boring after a while. It's, but, yes. but nobody in this podcast studio is cozying up to the Rams just because they're in L.A., Right. It's because he took over Jeff Fisher, the worst offense in NFL history, according to Football Outsiders, and then had the best one in one year. And he's doing things like that we haven't quite seen. Sean McVay, that is. And it's exciting to watch like a team do it in a different way for a team to turn Robert Woods into an afterthought into one of the best receivers. They play an entertaining brand of football. Why not like that? I get I get it's annoyed cool. when teams are good for too long. The Patriots, the most obvious example, the Warriors in the NBA, another example. Maybe the Rams. They've literally won no playoff Rams, games with this. With maybe this the crew. Rams become that team down the line in a couple of years. But I I see where you're coming from, Mark. I just don't know if they're there yet, where you could kind of hate on them for being too good because they really haven't accomplished anything. I want to die. I, can I? I was going to say, Doctor Rose. Oh, okay. <laughs> that actually has a ring to it. Oh yeah, I feel like there, there are many. There's probably a few Doctor Rosenthal's out there. <laughs> yeah, my uncle. Uh, he's Doctor Milner, but you know, uh, he's a psychotherapist. So I, I think it, a lot of it stems from the NFL Network's impending move down to Inglewood and even some of the relationship between the network and when the Rams first moved here uh, that really 
bore out on NFL Network, where we covered it quite a bit because it's in our in our backyard and it's a big deal for the NFL. And there's something about that that really grinds. I, it does. And again, that's, that's it. Right. That there. is yeah. that is absolutely it. And there's something else happening. I can walk <laughs> to NFL Network in mm-hmm. eight minutes from my house. And now, now it's like I have to uproot. That's I have to uproot the entire family, or like I don't even own a car right now. I have to go buy a car now. I have to go buy a car and drive 28 minutes through ridiculous LA traffic. In fairness, some gigantic hulking. It's like 20 minutes, right? I. It's that's t- that's the by car oh and that is twelve minutes more than it's taking me you to get a here bird. in a leisurely walk. You can put a book bag on and take a bird. <laughs> it's just a development <laughs> I did not need. All right, that was diagnosed well. Nice, nicely done, Doctor Rosenthal. All right, I wish we got straight Dr. to Rosen. that, but uh, now we know the answer. That's not how psychotherapy takes time. <laughs> you need another. Do you have another time. one? I, the last one is the Panther, and the Panthers to me. Huh. All right, look, they represent a bunch of teams, and this is when Greg and I get into it too often, I know. But the Panthers, to me, were totally and utterly exposed last Thursday night. And here it is, this team that we bandy about as a Super Bowl spoiler. It's just a slow, steady march to failure. We're going to sit here and deal with them for the next six weeks. They're going to go on the road in the playoffs and get totally whacked. I guarantee it. I guarantee they will not achieve anything beyond a playoff loss, and we're just sitting here and waiting for it to happen. It's another 60 days of dealing with this team. There's a bunch of teams like this, and it it gets me highly annoyed. Do we want to go straight to the diagnosis? Yeah, let's let's hear the diagnosis from Dr. R. <laughs> All right. <laughs> when, when the Steelers especially are playing in a big, oh. big primetime game. You could maybe throw the Ravens, but especially the Steelers in a big primetime game. Mark wants that opponent to show up. He thinks he's seen it too many times over the years, the same story as the season moves along, that the Steelers end up starting rolling, and it's another AFC North nightmare. And so when the when the Panthers showed up on Thursday night and didn't really show up, that hurt you. And now you the now other they have thing, thrown into this bin. The Hell other no fury like a Sessler score. The other thing was that I had to sit in this office and watch that half of it because we had to come up <laughs> here for 98 <laughs> seconds to recap the game, oh. which I could do from my house on the phone if I well, wanted to. Just imagine to. doing it next year from Inglewood. You're going to have to okay. drive in. I mean, that. Uh, I would see I was part of I was part of this. So you why weren't you able to watch it at the house? There was something going on at the house, wasn't there? It's Thursday. Uh, yeah, it's like it's not easy to. I mean, it's fun to watch games if I don't have right. to. Re- if I can kind of like let them go with my kids, I'm really starting to enjoy that actually. But that night, we got to focus and take notes and stuff. It's like so you, I got to clear out. It's the sun's down. You already put in a day of work. You're in the office, <laughs> and now you're sitting at your cubicle alone while everyone else in your mind. You're thinking this is my Friday night. Uh, because that's the way our schedule breaks. Eric down. is up in West Hollywood like, right. on her fourth martini, and uh, I'm sitting here watching the Panthers not show up on Thursday Night Football. And you're sitting in your cubicle, and you're watching this game slip away. You and just want like, to get game It's out. just a waste of time for me. You that were is... mad that you, your Friday night, essentially, was being impacted. <laughs> that may be true. Wait, so wait. I wanted to be clear. <laughs> in, in the parlance of our social media times, the Steelers have been sunning the Browns and Bengals for 45 freaking years. Yeah. And you want somebody to knock them off. Yes. So to be clear, though, you said you guarantee because the the Panthers fans are a vindictive bunch and you guaranteed a play play. It only is ending in a playoff loss. Did you mean like they won't even win a playoff game? 
It's an immediate playoff loss. I what I'm guaranteeing is that they are they're going to hit January and be an ultra non-factor when we look back on what ultimately happened in the playoffs. The Panthers are like last season, where they went out in the first round. Yes, not meekly, but they I went think out. they're better than last year. I don't know. If I, I think th- they have a shot. No, I think there's I think better they teams in the NFC than last year. I think too, they have though. a shot to make some noise. I don't but know. They might get by as those better teams, and then the Panthers could win a game, and then who knows what? Could, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I get your point. But. <laughs> I don't know uh, if I'm really allowed to say this, but I am with most of the players in saying I do not like Thursday night football. I mm. especially don't like when there's really good games like that should have been a good game. And, Mark, you made a point of it on Thursday. That probably would have been a great game. Uh, last week's game, um, what was it, Panthers and Steelers. Steelers would have been a great game on Sunday at 425 on, on CBS or, uh, or Fox. Instead, Sometimes these teams don't show up, especially the road teams. And that's why I don't even put a ton of stock into that game. Like, I don't think they were exposed. I think they got the, they, the ball started rolling on them and it turned into a snowball. And I just, I just say, screw it. That game's gone, and I bet they make a deep run in the play. I, I, I well, like this team a lot. I, I, I think, like, the Thursday night thing had a huge impact. I don't think that result ever would have occurred at, on Sunday at 1 o'clock in Pittsburgh. But but they were exposed, though. I don't just give them a free pass. That's two football teams that played each other, and they were exposed. Steelers have housed their last five opponents. It hasn't always showed up on the scoreboard, but they've just they've been the best team in football the last five weeks. They've been as good as the Chiefs and the Rams. I really believe that. Saints. Just for five weeks. It's Saints. Saints, that's, that's, Saints, are, Saints are in the league of their to, own yeah, right now. It's tough to, yeah. But I'm saying the Steelers, to me, just for that five-week stretch are in that in that league, you you play five straight opponents and you physically dominate all five of them. That that's hard. Let's to see do. how Carolina does against New Orleans. I'll... Steelers are playing with three downs. Saints are playing with four. You good, Mark? I actually feel a lot better. All right, good. Let's move on. Uh, Erica, I can't find this ad. Oh, what? censored. Game the West. Been looking for it for like fifteen minutes. It's <laughs> wondering what you were doing over there. Uh, all right, go ahead. Finding a dress shirt that fits is nearly impossible. Something is always off, be it the collar or the sleeves. Thankfully, ordering a custom-fit shirt has never been easier with Proper Cloth. At propercloth.com, you can easily create a custom shirt size in seconds by answering 10 simple questions. Choose from over 20 collar styles, 10 cuff styles, and 500 fabric styles. 500! (laughs) From classic (laughs) to business to casual. Even customize your shirt and get the style that you want. The team at Proper Cloth works with the best fabric producers and only buys fabrics that meet their high-quality expectations. Each one of their shirts goes through extensive quality control testing, so you're getting the absolute best quality and craftsmanship. Best of all, Proper Cloth guarantees a perfect fit, meaning that if if somehow your shirt doesn't fit perfectly, they will remake it for free. Looking better has never been this easy, and it starts at just $80. Hammer, hammer, hammer. Stop wearing shirts that don't fit. Start looking your best with a custom-fitted shirt. Go to propercloth.com slash around today. Enter gift code around to save $20 on your first shirt. Hmm. Wes puts that passion into uh, the ad reads the same way he does in his acting in the cold opens. That feels like a prime sponsor to give us some of those yeah. shirts. What's up, Proper Cloth? Yeah, let's Come see at us. how proper it is. Come Feel at free us. to improvise. Talk about your experience with the Proper Cloth website. Don't have any. Don't have any yet. <laughs> All right, our second ad read. Feel like playing uh-huh. a little tennis? 
Come on down to the Los Angeles Tennis Club. The LATC is a dynamic sporting and social nexus for over 400 equity and junior executive members, a lively mix of juniors, seniors, singles, couples, and families. At our historic facility, we offer a wide array of first-class athletic and social amenities. With a pair of hard true courts recently added to our 14 professional-grade hard courts, there is virtually no waiting to play at the LATC day or night. We also offer a luxurious 25-yard pool, fitness center, and state-of-the-art spa. But you don't have to break a sweat to have fun at the LATC. Many members just hang out at the club's elegant restaurant. The bar opens each afternoon and has the best views of Sunset Boulevard and the Hollywood sign. The application process may take as long as six months to a year, and each applicant is required to meet with club members and a, at a meet and greet as part of the process. Interested? Feel free to call the club anytime between 6 a.m. and 9 p.m., seven days a week at 323-464-3195, extension 100. It's possible this highly exclusive club is just right for you. All right, let's get to the TNF preview. Yeah, like you can't find any tennis courts. In right, we need Angeles. that long-awaited right. Ricky Hollywood versus Dr. Rosenthal match. Oh, I know. I'm Maybe so down excited. at the LATC. I mean, there's like perfect spot. There's like 50 free tennis courts everywhere you look. Yeah, but this is a community, Greg. Please. The Green Bay Packers, who we just spoke about, and a lot of pressure on the Packers to prove Mark wrong. Four, four, and one. Spanked the uh, Dolphins last week, but here's a challenge. They're going to Seattle to face the Seahawks. Seahawks who are playing for their season right now. Wes, let's just keep it real. They've lost two in a row. They're four and five in a loaded NFC. Four and six means goodbye. They are playing for their season. This is a team that Greg has said repeatedly he views as a playoff team. And they can run on anyone. You saw it. They ran for almost 300 yards and a loss to the Rams. I think they're going to run on the Packers. The question is, can the Packers keep up with them? I think they can because the Packers play a style where they lean on their quarterback, and the Seahawks play a style where they're trying to hide their great quarterback, where Russell Wilson is such a secondary player in this offense. I think they've gone too far. They're, they're too in love with the fact they've run for 150 yards, six straight games, which is wild. Like, the Seahawks are basically the best running team in football right now, even when Chris Carson was out. I mean, just by the, the numbers. But I don't think – I think over time, and you saw it, I think, in last week's game, and I know they ended up keeping it close with the Rams. Russell Wilson had about 59 yards passing going into the fourth quarter. I just think that's that makes your margin for error on third downs very tough. It's a tough place to play, but I would rather have the team where you're relying on your quarterback. And I think the, the Seahawks are, are a little too in love with this run-run pass when their defense is just okay. It's good. It's not great. It's it's a fine defense. I like it if it's if it operates the way the Cowboys did in, in years past where you're taking Green Bay off the field by controlling 35-plus minutes of the game. I don't see Seattle doing that effectively week after week. They are running well, but it's like you're not going to just be able to play keep away from the Packers. One of the reasons the Chargers won is because they started selling out. They paid no respect to the receivers whatsoever after the first quarter and just sold out knowing it was going to be run the whole game. I think you have to mix it up just for predictability's sake. Last week I thought the Packers, maybe it was just because they were ahead, but they hit on – an offense that makes sense to me. Aaron Jones getting 75% of the snaps. Devontae Adams getting quite a bit of targets. Focus on your best players. 
keep Jones on the field. I mean, that guy, he kind of defines shot out of a cannon. They, we hear You hear shot out of a cannon a lot. When I hear shot out of a cannon right now, I think Aaron Jones. Well, down to that ball when he come out of the cannon, though. Yeah. Helps that he's, <laughs> he's facing lighter boxes than any running back in the league. Oh! What's that? It's earlier than I meant, but I'm going to lock it up for the Packers. Wow. Or, another road team for mm. Greg. I like it. You need this. You, it's a loser go home, goes home match for. Oh, Greg. I, I went home, a but so six. I'm gonna go. I'm I'm home, <laughs> and uh, I'm rooting. I found out that that uh, I win a sandwich if if anyone but Mark wins. <laughs> so now I'm just rooting for Wes or or Dan. I guess if Dan gets in the mix. I am in the mix. I'm two games out. I'm all right. Dan's in it. Well, two. Yeah. I'm. I have the same record as Dan. So by technicality right. alone, I'm also in it. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's in the mix. <laughs> Everyone Everyone's but in Greg. The mix but me. Who just made that pick from his home? All this right. feels re- like a juicy spot for a lock off, but I'm not sure I can. I'm it is. It, it is very tempting. Is this a Jimmy Graham revenge game? And, and there's no logic to uh. it. The, the there's no logic. The Packers are banged up. It's a short week. They're missing two of the players in their secondary. Uh, are, aren't traveling for this game. Nick Perry is not traveling for That's this game. That's good. Why? Because he play. He's struggling. Because Reggie Gilbert is a much better player than Nick Perry at this point in their careers. But I just, I just have, I just do believe that the Packers. It's just a gut feeling that they are gonna start. You're a little Rogers magic on the road in primetime. I don't think that's, that's it. a that's, that's a bad it. Way. I mean, let's. It's also a must-win game for them. You can't go four, five, and one in the NFC right now. They would I be. Know they they would have probably one both. loss to right. play with, but. I don't think you. I don't say they're definitely dead at four, five, and one. I, not definitely dead, close. but it's like, what are you? Te- yeah. What are you selling us at that point? We've already been down this road. But if you're four, five, and one, what are you selling us? West, yeah, you could be two and a half back if the Vikings win that Sunday night. Got to win and out. That, essentially, that's, that's a pretty big deficit. Wes, um, Jimmy Graham. I may not win the sandwich prop that we have because I think I set the yardage too low. But I stand by the fact that he's just not the same player. Well, you said it would be he has to go under 700. You got a shot at that. He's I, he, His pace is a little over 700. It's about it's 800 right okay. now. Greg, but I just don't think he's the same guy anymore. Greg nailed this one throughout the offseason. Aaron Rodgers is giving him so many chances to make plays, and he hasn't made the plays. Yeah. One one last thing I wanted to mention with the Seahawks, just because sometimes you get really good players, and then you just assume they're good, and then they don't get mentioned for a while. Like Bobby Wagner is playing as well as Bobby Wagner has ever played. I think he's the best middle linebacker in football. If you had to pick one, he would be the one I would pick. And he's he's the number one reason why their defense has not fallen off too badly. I mean, oh, I every, everybody himself. wants to stake their claim to Bobby Wagner or Luke Keekley and then change their mind the next week. That's fine. I mean, they're both up <laughs> That's there. true, I guess. Whatever. They're both unbelievable. But Wagner's Bobby Wagner been under just the never misses a tackle. All right, there you go. Uh, let's pick this game. So Greg obviously has the uh, the, the Packers. Packers, my NFC uh, Super Bowl team. They better win. I'm so tempted to lock this up, but I just I don't know. It feels too. Do it now. It feels too emotion based, and I always get whacked on those. I'm gonna pick Seattle though to win, uh, 23-20. Packers, America needs it. Score. 31-26. I had 30-27 for the Packers. Late field goal with the dub. All right, before we go, real quick, let's send out a mailbag prompt. Let's have some fun. In fact, let's use a little 8 o'clock delight to keep moving along. Holy God. (laughs) Is Mike McCarthy out if the Packers miss the playoffs? Marcus Dilley asks. Yes. Yeah, he gone. Yes. Greg will make sure of it. Uh, Eleanor, I tried last year. They should have listened. Eleanor Weston-Selman asks, why did you fork the fork? It was honestly my favorite segment. I love the fork. Doesn't have to be out. It, we we haven't ruled that officially. Yet. It died. A, it died a natural death. The, the better forks are kind of starting around this time of year. 
So we could still we could still Let's talk do about it. I want to bring back not only the fork but Dan's funeral dirges. That's true. <laughs> Jesper Wahlberg has to ask or chooses to ask. Aaron Rodgers plays his career under Belichick. How many Super Bowls do they win, more or less than Brady Belichick? All of them. Less. Exactly the same amount. What is that? Four, five? I don't even like. I don't like this question. Tom Marshall asking for a friend who's a Jets fan. Are we seeing evidence of Tom Brady in decline, Wes? Yes. I don't. I. I actually think it's inarguable. He's. <laughs> I'm not saying this is the end. I'm not saying he's a liability. I'm not saying he's past it. You know. He is, he's just declined. He's he's not the best quarterback in football anymore, and I think you see it in his mobility, his arm strength, his unwillingness to take a hit. He's, he's had his worst stretch since 2015, but, you know, then he bounced back. He's made that. a career out of slaying dragons, and it wouldn't surprise me to see him slay another one. Mark, uh, Rich asks, if we don't really die at the end, then what? Well, I mean, I, I, I've thought of that question my whole life. I think you probably move on to like it's a computer sim or something and you wake up to like a everyone that you were in life with you're in some room and everyone's kind of shaking hands Chris, Christopher for the theology. I don't have an answer that's to that one nice. W. That sounds nice I like sing it. for the day who delivered some amazing Baco shop uh, yesterday thanks Thank Chris best Thanksgiving side dish I like mashed potatoes man I love Solid. mashed potatoes pizza stuffing Pizza, he says. You gotta get rid of that how about Chardonnay what are you a communist no you just gotta get rid of the turkey and have a real dinner stuffing Stuffing Look, solid. I go with mashed potatoes as well. Stu- I mean, you can put some spices. It's up to the, it's up to the person cooking the turkey. If you just want to go boring, throw it in the oven. Yeah, it's gonna be boring. What do you think, Erica? Spice it up. Definitely mashed potatoes. Oh yeah. Bang. yeah. Greg from Chad Wicket. Is Matt Stafford good? Candied yams are underrated. Ooh, this is a uh, question. Yes, Matthew Stafford is good. I define good as better than average. He's a better than average starting quarterback. I yeah, agree with Absolutely. Greg. He's probably about in that 12 to 15 range. Mark, Corey Derman asks, is Nathan Peterman actually the worst quarterback of all time? No. All time. No. 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 He's, he's in the conversation, but no. Recency bias. Wes, if we don't really die at the end, then what? Man, I've struggled with that one. I have really struggled with that one. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll let you think. It's okay not to know the answer. Save it for the Theology Podcast. We'll uh, be back uh, on, what is today? What's happening? It's Wednesday Wednesday today, tomorrow. So we're doing another show tomorrow? Another one. Yeah, tomorrow's like the point. I mean, can we we get one (laughs) week where we can stop talking endlessly about our opinion? It it has taken me 39 years, but I'm finally sick of hearing myself talk. (laughs) It's it's over. Uh, Hey, one thing. The 2019 Pro Bowl vote is here. Which NFL players do you want to see at the 2019 Pro Bowl in lovely Orlando? Vote today at NFL.com slash Pro Bowl vote. And, yes, check us out Thursday night. That's when the show goes live, late Thursday, early Friday. You'll have a recap of Packers-Seahawks and then previewing all the Week 11 matchups to come. Fun football stuff. Let's go. Seahawks punter Michael Dixon, that's who I want to see in the Pro Bowl. Yeah. I like it. Dan Hansa signing off for Dixon Pop. Quiet Storm. Hell, man. The old boss, Ricky Hollywood behind the glass. Ricky Hollywood behind the glass. Till Thursday. You go into your shower feeling 
tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 